1: Our time is four minutes after one o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the Power Zone right here on Par 98.7. Uh, yeah, we're well within the godly hours like we always say here at home. A big thank you to everyone that formed part of that open line in the first hour of the show. I'm suspecting that uh, the you know conversations around uh, the legacy of uh, the old man Dada Nelson Mandela is one that is going to uh, just really go on into uh, the you know new year uh, when you look at Uh how then we always base this on uh, the uh, first elections here in the country and how you also see this slogan 2024 is our 1994 really gaining momentum here uh, because that's where we saw uh, the installment of uh, the first president uh, here in the country Uh, this being Nelson Mandela around uh, 1994 so a repeat then of 1994 is what? Uh, 2024 Uh, and this is where uh, then we often hear a lot of people then talking about his legacy in terms of also pushing for influence within the ANC and how then uh, the liberation movement, uh, this being the governing party, has led us to where we are uh, right now, governing uh, since uh, 1994. But I want us to also continue, you know, with this spirit of politics and uh, the elections next year and how then we're finding a lot of people uh, just positioning themselves to get the best out of these elections and not uh, be counted or left uh, behind uh, in this particular regard. God. Here I'm talking about independent uh, candidates. Uh, you Remember, uh, we saw Musi maimani also being one person that was pushing to ensure that we have people that are activists that will take up this opportunity uh, to sit on the same tables uh, with politicians and try by all means to help move uh, the country uh, forward. So uh, this week, uh, we're seeing earlier on in the week, uh, the Constitutional Court really entertaining uh, what we call issues around the election. Amendment Act and how we're seeing uh, this particular act moving into the space and ensuring that uh, we see independent candidates uh, being recognised here in the country. So we're seeing as well uh, the Electoral Matters Amendment Bill just coming into uh, the spotlight. So what we know about uh, this particular bill is that uh, really when you look at it it's pushing to ensure uh, that uh, there is some sort of a balance here uh, where, uh, and clarity when you look at it, and uh, next Elections are concerned, and how we're going to be moving as a country uh, going forward. Here, I mean, while one electro electoral hurdle uh, electoral, uh, electoral has been uh, overcome here, uh, when you look at the constitutional court's judgment there on Monday, we're hearing that there's still more in terms of what Parliament would want here. They've raised concerns around another electoral electoral bill here that still needs to be tabled. Uh, so this morning, we'll look at uh, what is happening here, and also developments around uh, these independent. Uh, candidates, is there someone in your community uh, that you're backing? That you reckon, if this person, if Katlego was to stand and be the president of our country, uh, then uh, things would move a bit. Uh, do you have some of those people? Maybe the uh, church leaders as well. That you reckon uh, this person has really been taking care of our community. Imagine if they were a politician or had uh, that particular power and have uh, their, uh, you know, more or less they have influence in terms of their budgets and the likes. How that would change the face of politics in South Africa. So we're going to see a little bit of a difference going into 2024. And let's just tackle this with Tabile here and see how the independent candidates would expect to fare where these upcoming elections are concerned. We're on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero this morning coming through there by X on at Power FM nine eight seven Tabile. Good morning. Welcome to the show.
0: Good morning. Good morning,
1: Kasle. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Tabile?
0: I am doing great. Yeah. got the hour, if you call it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know how it goes. But thank you very much for uh, giving us your time uh, this morning. I mean, we're seeing all of these developments coming mm-hmm. out of uh, the courts. We're seeing a little bit of clarity that was sought around uh, the role of independent uh, candidates in this particular regard. I mean, also, when you look at it, uh, there was a move in terms of ensuring that uh, we get to see them being recognized in the upcoming elections. and. We're seeing the Constitutional Court just moving to also shed light and clarity around this going forward, also their role in Parliament, if indeed then we see them appearing and coming out victorious in the upcoming elections. What do you make of what the Constitution is saying around this particular cohort, this being independent candidates, and what came out of the courts earlier on in the week?
0: You know, from the judgment of the Constitutional Court, what I I definitely saw is that, it, it's really trying by its hardest to accommodate um, independent candidates, especially in the upcoming mm. elections, because, I mean, we had a decrease from the 50% quarter that was initially uh, stated that, you know, independent candidates need to have in order to contest in the elections, in order to qualify in the beginning to contest in the elections, and that was then subsequently decreased to 1,000 signatures. So that is a, a, a great relief. I mean, although there's still a long way to go in terms yeah. of you know financing and, and the Actually, getting um, um, the seats in terms of votes to to be able to have a seat in Parliament. Mm. Obviously, there's still a long way to go for that. But definitely, what I saw it was this this sort of accommodating that you know the Constitutional Court is trying to have to ensure that we do have a representation of um, independent candidates coming up to the um, coming up to the um, the, net, the national and provincial elections. Mm. Although there's still a bit of uh, touch and go there in, in terms mm. of you know in terms of the seats allocation, um, you know, they were talking about overhang in terms of the fact that, you know, they don't believe that it, it, it's valid to have the 200 or 50-50 split rather, I should say. They were, um, the Independent Candidates Association wanted a more a 300 to 350. But the problem with that is that the independent candidates didn't come up with a remedy for the overhang. Just to explain in, in layman's term what overhang is, is yeah. that is that what if uh, uh, too many people qualify um, to, to actually have these in, in the national and provincial elections. So that's basically what overhang is. So to remedy that, the, the Constitutional Court came up with the two, um, 200 to 250 split, which gives independent candidates 200 seats to contestants, mm-hmm. and then it leaves the 250, if I'm not mistaken, so the other 200 um, for the political parties only, and then it gives 50 seats for overhang to say that if there have too many people qualifying to um to, to have seats in in the national and provincial, mm-hmm. um sort of the National Assembly rather, then we have the 50, 50 seats uh, set aside as as sort of our contingency plan, if I can mm-hmm. say so. Mm-hmm. So the fifty seats are a contingency plan. And then increasing to three hundred or to three fifty would it's just it's it's kind of um, arbitrary and and, and would allow for more problems um, in the future. So that was pretty much the only um, issues that I believe that the independent candidates Mm. But overall, we're finding that the Constitutional Court is trying, by all means, to accommodate, um, you know, the introduction of independent candidates in their coming elections. Mm. And also remember that, you know, this is the first time in South Africa we are having independent candidates. Yeah. So we will find that, you know. There will be issues here and there. I did hear the chairman of the uh, of the Independent Countries Association saying that you know uh, they are welcoming the um, the judgment made by the Constitutional Court, but definitely they are finding a few loopholes here and there that they will contest after. Um, after the general elections of next year. And I think that's a good thing to say that for now, um, this, is, this is a great decision, but there are a few areas here and there in which we can, in which the constitutional court and overall our electoral system can improve. And there's such things that we have to continuously work on, because again, this is, uh, this is a new thing for us and we're still learning
1: Mm. and also I mean when you look at it uh, they were talking about the issue of signatures and uh, the mm-hmm. likes uh, let us in on how, how does this then work, uh, the signatures do they constitute or rubber stamp the fact that you are one person that is a popular figure that has the backing of uh, the community uh, how, how does it work here uh, looking at the fact that really when you look at it uh, there is just a lot moving there were others talking about even about uh, the 90,000 of votes to get a seat uh, while Mm -hmm. the National Mm -hmm. Assembly also only just needs, or other parties within the party only just need 45,000 of those Mm -hmm. uh, to really get a seat here. Uh, Really, when you look at it, does this uh, push and put uh, the independent uh, candidate on the right footing here where this process is concerned or there's still work that would need to be done, the groundwork and the likes in terms of ensuring that you are a solid candidate that deserves to be there on the ballot?
0: So definitely, as uh, there is a lot more work that needs to be done. But in, in terms of decreasing the quota from 50% to mm. 1,000 signatures, it allows for the name of a of an independent candidate to um to appear on a ballot box, mm. where which is contrary to you know. I mean, uh, political parties need about 200 to 250 signatures because they are in a party. Mm. So yes, there there are a bit of irregularities in that. But as I mentioned before, I believe that from decreasing that quota to having, I think before it was about 12,000 signatures. So initially when the, um, the amendment bill came out, it was 12,000 signatures mm. for, for an independent candidate to appear on a ballot box. And then now it, it's been decreased one thousand signatures for an independent candidate. So that's where oh, that's where I mean in terms of saying that the Constitutional mm-hmm. Court is trying by all means to accommodate um, independent candidates and in in the constant uh, compensation of the the national elections. But obviously, a lot more work still needs to be done, mm-hmm. as I was mentioning earlier, in the sense that this is a new thing for us. This is a new um, you know we are trying to uh, figure it out as we go along. So there are going to be some areas here and there. Like you're mentioning that you know an independent candidate has to uh, receive about 90,000 uh, votes to. Um to actually win uh, a seat at the National Assembly, where, which is contrary to political parties who only need about 45,000. So definitely we are seeing a bit of ir- irregularity here and there. Um, and we also need to see that we're not comparing apples to apples here. We're comparing mm-hmm. individuals to political parties. So it's definitely not going to be the same. The thresholds are, uh, are not going to be the same. But what I'd like to assure um, uh, citizens is that you know the Constitutional Court is one, is a court that I believe is to be very um, independent in, in terms of their decisions. I don't believe that it's a court that has been influenced. So I believe in, in the judgments of the constitutional court in terms that it, it has the interest of both political parties, South African citizens, and independent candidates at heart when making decisions. Of course, it's not going to be perfect because it is mm. a new system, but we are going to um, you know make amendments there, here and there as we go along.
1: Yeah, because some of these limitations, again, like you're saying it's a it's a new environment uh, the country will need to uh, more or less as we go on uh, just uh, kind of shed light and clarify some of the issues so that uh, we tend to see uh, or we don't actually in any way disadvantage uh, that independent candidate that is going at it alone as to compare to one that has a burking of a party here uh, and uh, the like so uh, when you look at it, uh, it 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 says to us then uh, that it's it it's all said. Uh, meaning that uh, next year's ballot is going to be mm-hmm. one of the longest ballots ever uh, in the history of South Africa's uh, elections. Mm-hmm. Looking at the fact that now we'll be having a Tabiles face, we'll be having Katlego's face, we'll be having Livoani's face, and the likes outside of the political party and and the, 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 the you know colors and the emblems and mm-hmm. everything else. Uh, so so it's going to really be a tricky one even for the IEC.
0: Most definitely it's um it's definitely going to be a very tricky one and um, I would hope that the IEC goes above and beyond in, in educating the citizens mm. because we're no longer just getting two ballots uh, we're not getting two ballot papers yeah. like we would normally get for uh, for general elections which would then constitute of national and provincial but we're now getting three ballot papers so we're getting two um We're getting the first two of our national elections where the first one is speaks to the two hundred seats that can only be contested Mm. by political parties and then the other two hundred seats that can only be contested by both um, political parties and independent candidates. And then the third um, ballot paper is for provincial elections. So a a lot has to be done in ensuring that, you know, our citizens don't get confused Mm. in the process. Because when you're in the ballot box and you're now seeing new things, a lot can happen. Uh, A a lot definitely can happen. It is a new system. We're not used to it. So I would definitely encourage the IEC to be as vocal and be as... um, open about the changes in uh, our electoral system as much as possible to ensure that mm. we're also not infringing on the, the South African system as well, because at the end of the day, it, it, it's all good and well, but if you know the citizen is not benefiting from it and is not able to express itself um, well, then we, we definitely have, have failed um, uh, in, in terms of our democracy. So mm. definitely um, th- there are a lot of changes that, that have been made in terms of the ballot, that uh, the IEC has to make sure that they are definitely on mm. top of it and ensuring that, you know, when they are doing the election um, sort of campaigns, if I can call it campaigns, yeah. that they ensure that, you citizens are aware of the changes and they are there to help. It should be any questions arise.
1: Yeah, I mean also when you look at it Tabile, uh, just a reminder to our listeners at home that we're in conversation with Tabile Mduli who's a political analyst a political scientist uh, coming through to help us make sense of uh, some of these developments where uh, we're seeing uh, then uh, the tweaking of the constitution uh, to allow for independent candidates uh, to stand for elections in the upcoming elections next year. Uh, There's a little bit of a challenge as well Tabile uh, there when it comes to the issue of uh, party funding of some sort of political party funding uh, where these uh, particular independent candidates are concerned uh, there's there's still need uh, there's a need still for clarity uh, where that is concerned. How do we regulate uh, the funding of these independent candidates? How do we ensure as well uh, that it's in line with uh, what uh, the act says and how uh, then would the constitution would expect uh, for one to fare in terms of levelling the uh, playing field going into uh, the elections campaigning and, and the likes, uh, that is something that needs to be taken into consideration when you're looking at, at developments within this space.
0: Yes, most definitely. I mean, uh, funding is is one of the most important things when it comes to uh, politics, you know, mm. it is. People always say that you know where the money comes from, <laughs> it's very important yeah. to know where the money comes from mm. because then we know really the true agenda, uh, the true agenda rather, of the political party yeah. or in this case now the independent candidates. So definitely. Um, you know, there has been a lot of question, even even now brewing, in terms of the new political parties that have come that have come around to say, mm. who is funding these political parties? Who? Because if we know who's funding you, then we really know your true um, uh, agenda. So it's definitely it's it's important, and time is, is, is against us, level like, well, because you know we have about from May because our previous national elections were held in May, and we have about um, 90 days, which is mm. three months after um uh the previous election date to actually hold the election so that would give us to about august early august the first week of august so a lot also has to be done to ensure that um independent candidates are up to speed on uh, declaring um where they're um receiving their funding from i know that there is a threshold um it's not necessarily that you with your 50 rand that an independent candidate now ha- now has to declare but I believe it's large amounts um, starting from 10,000 rand um, from an independent source and I think for larger corporations I think it's about 100,000 rand. I could be wrong with my figures but um, definitely there is some sort of mechanism to say that from this amount you have to start reporting or if for a certain period of time an individual has supported you and it's equal to x amount then they have to um, they have to declare that this is how much you've received. So definitely um, independent candidates have to be brought up to speed and amendments have to be made because again, we are new in this and you know it is a new system. But uh, time is, is a factor that I'm, I'm most worried about, that this doesn't Now, infringe on the already ongoing electoral processes because Uh. the isd has begun with its 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 campaign and its road to 2024 elections. So we also don't want a situation where we're now you know the IEC is already um. Is already challenged with a lot of work. It has a lot of responsibilities aside from just holding the national elections, ensuring that you know the voter registration. I believe they want to have a second round of voter registration. Um, you know, there's a lot that the IEC has to do. So it's it's important that we don't also add uh, additional work to the huge task that they already have. So that's the only thing because. The Constitutional Court also delayed their judgment, I think, by like 24 months. Actually, sitting from uh. starting this process, it was already delayed by 24 months. So, um, that's the only thing that I'm a bit uh, worried about in terms of the, the activeness of the Constitutional Court and its. it's um, uh, how to say how, it, it's the it's ability to work fast because this yeah. is a timely matter and it's also important for South African citizens because I, I believe that finance equals trust. Yeah. If you know where the money comes from then definitely it's gonna to equate to trust if I know that you're supported by X, Y, and Z, then definitely I can put my X because I know that, you know, we, we agree on certain things. Yeah. So definitely so so definitely it's a time factor so we must ensure that, you know, if we do do get, Diligence or justice to both independent candidates as well as the South African citizens who would want to then vote for these independent candidates.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a race against time uh, in many Mm -hmm. aspects when you look at it. Also looking at the fact that this constitutional court uh, ruling uh, comes through at a time where this act then will have to be referred back to parliament Mm -hmm. there's no time then for parliament to be entertaining this matter Mm -hmm. also ahead of the elections next year. So meaning that we're finding ourselves in a bit of a corner uh, especially where the IEC is concerned you're also talking about how they need to ramp up uh, this education to the electorates Mm -hmm. uh, so that it does doesn't cause confusion next year, uh, meaning that they have uh, the work cut out uh, for them uh, where this particular process is concerned. But all when, uh, well, when all is said and done, Tabide, uh, here uh, we will have to see an independent candidate who moves into uh, the National Assembly, and we, you know very well that when you move into that space, it's a numbers game. So uh, would we then see ourselves in a situation whereby uh, this particular independent candidate, uh, one way or another? ends up warming up to a certain political party uh, so that uh, you know we tend to see them having a little bit of an influence in terms of what we've elected them for uh, moving into that space Uh, how how does an independent candidate stand and fight uh, when we know that at the end of the day you'll just see the ANC uh, passing their own majority in saying abstain abstain or vote vote and the likes and then after that uh, we see whatever you are pushing for not coming uh, to pass How, how do we actually sort this particular aspect out. Uh, is, is it a matter of saying that you may be independent, but you're not entirely independent here because you'll still need to warm up to a certain political party?
0: I mean, that is a question that we um, that we've all had um, when we started having these talks about you know independent candidates, mm-hmm. the amendment bill at large, um, was to say that because at the end of the day, when you get into parliaments like you've just mentioned alluding to the certain things that happen in 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 the national assembly yeah. when um you know certain you know uh, laws have to be passed there has to be a majority so on and so forth and even if like, an independent candidate once uh, a particular motion um uh, passed you know the first question that they'll, they'll be asked is who's is your constituency so who who is backing you that's that question basically just means who's backing you. But I believe that in, in, in politics, in whatever, with whether independent or um, a political party, you always have to make friends. You always have to make alliances one way or another. And I don't believe that you can be an island, especially looking at the landscape of of um, of our politics at that level. I mean, mm. right now we're, we're looking at, the, at a situation where even the ANC has weak knees uh, mm. at this moment because, you know, a lot of, voters have lost um has lost faith in the ANC and we're all speaking about coalitions yeah. in, the next, in the next elections. That's a huge topic right now to say that, you know, we don't believe that uh, a political party or even an independent candidate since we're talking about them in this conversation can get the, the 51% um, a majority to get a, a straight win. So now there's that conversation already lingering in the air to say that, you know, political parties and independent candidates amongst themselves need to start aligning they they need to start making friends in order when that time comes they can form a majority government so I don't believe that even under regular circumstances you would find that political parties should a law be passed or they want a law to be passed they have to make friends, they have to make alliances here and there to ensure that they do get a favorable outcome so I, I don't believe necessarily that you know, now having this independent candidate is now, there's some sort of restriction that is put on them. Yes, if you look at it from uh, from afar, definitely. But if you go in, into it more deeply and more closely, there's always uh, uh, alliances that are being made in, yeah. in in Parliament that I believe that is just the nature of, of the political fame that independent candidates will just have to abide by.
1: Mm, yeah, it's going to be another one because, mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned, we also have these new political parties uh, that are coming into mm-hmm. the space. Uh, I mean, we saw uh, the influence that one can have in uh, being a one-man party of some sort in the ATMs of Vuyo Zungula who basically has been very influential in terms of making sure that he raises all of these motions and he tries to push by all means to be visible even though he's going at it alone or so. So uh, meaning that it's not all lost here. Uh, Even as an independent candidate you can uh, push to make a name uh, for yourself uh, where uh, these particular elections are concerned and and do we see them also then forming part of, uh, like you mentioned there, we're moving into a multi-party uh, governance kind of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we see them also, uh, do we call it? We still call it multi-party because you are an independent? Do we see people then moving into this space, forming part of uh, coalitions and, and the likes? It's a, it's a new climate, I guess, for politics in South Africa as you speak right now. And, and how we move as well uh, will also shape the test mm-hmm. of time in terms of uh, just setting a precedent going forward uh, where this particular space is concerned.
0: Most definitely, you know, uh, when, uh, where independent candidates are concerned, they are most definitely going to want to be alien and strangers together because mm-hmm. they're sort of like the outliers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we've, uh, political parties have been in that space for a very long time in in the National Assembly. So now having the introduction of independent candidates is definitely something new. So I, I foresee them wanting to cling together and be alien and strangers mm-hmm. together and to sort of, um, you know, try and take this road together because I believe that in as, as much as they might have different ideologies but at the core they they don't believe in in, in political parties they don't believe in necessarily the you know, the traditional uh, electoral system that we've been used to, hence they're now deciding to go at it alone. And I'm putting that in inverted commas because they do have a backing of, you know, their constituency, the people that are going to vote for them, the people that are making donations so that they can actually stand um uh, in Parliament. So I put that uh, alone in, in inverted commas. But definitely when they do get up into that space, they will want to now be those alien and strangers together and and, and to show that independent candidates do have a voice and can make a difference also.
1: Yeah, no, we'll, we'll really uh, have to wait and see uh, how things uh, pan out in this particular regard, especially when you look at uh, the fact that uh, we often hear that there's a lot riding on uh, these particular elections in 2024, yeah. uh, meaning that uh, really when you look at it, uh, th- there's a need to ensure that we move in a way uh, that we won't find and see these elections being declared as compromised, not free and fair, and some people coming through to challenge uh, the, the you know, these the elections uh, to say that we were not accommodated and the likes. Uh, There's a lot that is riding on uh, these particular elections, especially on their free and fairness here, looking at the legacy of South Africa in terms of us hosting elections.
0: I'm personally excited for these elections, because um, the outcome of these elections could really change the trajectory of of, South Africa. And why I say that is because For a very long time, you know, we've been very disgruntled as South Africans. We've been, you know, very unhappy and we've been speaking about, um, you know, our unhappiness and really um, and now it's it's gotten to a point where people are saying, hey, we want to do something about it. And I think this is a very crucial point where we are very, very angry. And I believe that if we allow ourselves to be angry enough, then a, a favorable outcome can definitely happen. But also in the very same place, I say that if we allow complacency, then I believe that it's going to take us a very long time to actually recover. And when I mean recover, to actually regain this momentum to actually change and want to change South Africa. So it's it's out of two ways. I believe that if we get it right as South Africans and go out in our numbers and and use our franchise and, you know, use our right to vote, then definitely it's going to change the face of South Africa moving forward. And in the very same breath, if we decide to be complacent and then um, not go out on our numbers, then again, it could really, that momentum that's already been brewing, I believe could take a very long time for us to get it back. And I believe that, you know, already we're headed downhill. Um, Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot happening, especially in the last um, uh, few weeks. Uh, as as a country, you know, we're yeah. experiencing a lot of challenges, and I believe that um, it, it will only get worse if we don't do anything about it. As South Africans, especially if we if we lose um, at that momentum.
1: Mm. Uh, 2024 or uh, 1994 mm-hmm. so let's wait and see uh, how then these elections fare but Tabula, it's always a pleasure speaking to you uh, and we learn a lot as well here on uh, the show because you really are sounding, you know uh, really the ins and the outs where uh, these politics are concerned uh, so it's always lovely speaking to you Let, let's wait and see, it's a waiting game uh, politics, uh, yeah, uh, yeah it's another ball game altogether uh, so I mean we can wake up Sorry. tomorrow and there's something new <laughs> totally new so <laughs> always it's a movie. yeah yeah you know on the move all the time all day every day uh, but i'm glad that we have people like you that always you know bring it home and uh, ready to break it down for us and uh, that people understand uh, what really is in the pipeline also uh, where these upcoming elections are concerned thank you very much for your time tabula thank
0: you so much
1: yeah i really appreciate it uh, tabula mdluli is a political scientist